Sandcast number two. Yeah, we've been at this for a long time. Two whole episodes. Two whole episodes. But when you think about it, we started the Sandcast before our world had changed completely. That's absolutely true. <laughs> so uh, we are much more learned and experienced in life now uh, because we're in a different world. Uh, but, you know, I'm sort of making light of it, but hopefully uh, you guys are safe and healthy. And uh, we we talked about this on Sunday in our Facebook Live service. But man, it is a crazy time to be alive right now. Yeah, this COVID-19 coronavirus has really kind of taken the world by storm. Yeah. It, in the Just in the last 48 hours, it seems like the world has changed even from the last week. Yes. And from the last month before that. That's right. And so currently we are uh, at our staff offices down in Menlo Park, mm-hmm. but we are not supposed to be meeting in groups of more than, I want to say 10 people. More than 10 currently. When you're listening to this, it could be down to one. Right. <laughs> or it could be back up to, it's okay oh, yeah, to be together. Point. Totally. So yeah. We don't really know. We have, just so you know, we're fully uh, compliant right now. We have three of us in a room. And it's me, Adam, Pastor Sank, Mark. Mark, Connections and Life Groups Director at Sanctuary Young Adults Menlo Church. That's right. And you guys can't hear him right now, but David Stolnecker, our worship leader, is here as well. He also does all the intros, which we haven't recorded yet. So, David, hit us with a little intro song. <laughs> Every time, bro. Every time. Every time. Well, uh... So we just want to talk a little bit again of what Sank is going to look like in the next month. Uh, We don't know how long this is going to go on. Nobody does. But here is our promise to you guys. Uh, We are not going to stop Sank as a community. In fact, we're going to double down. We are going to uh, continue to press in. And if that eventually means we are on our computers at separate homes, so be it. Uh, we just believe that the church is more than a building. It's more than just Menlo Church, and we're a community in the season of life. And so uh, we wanted to just talk a little bit about what the next month and possibly beyond is going to look like. And I'm actually, I don't know about you, Mark or David, uh, I am super excited about it, as weird as that sounds. Yeah, I am too. And I'm very curious, as you said, we are going to double down what that's going to look like and how we can maybe use some of the technology, some of the tools that we have to even expand the opportunities for community within our uh, within our week to week, within our Sundays, how that can all change. And in a time where we are actually mandated not to meet with each other, how can we still provide, you know, what sanctuary is kind of known for? And that's the awesome mm-hmm. community. So, yeah. yeah, I think for me, doubling down means uh, that we are are actually being able to see live uh, the reality that the church is not the building and not a one hour service, and I we can all get in that uh, that's that lull where we start thinking, oh well, Sank is this one hour thing that takes place on Sunday night, which in fact that's not the case, and I, I fall into that as well. And so now through technology and through our current situation, we can remember. Uh, Like we can connect every day. It's pretty crazy. And and of course, like is face to face typically better? Yeah, I think you know better conversation. It's a it's a little more uh, nitty gritty. Uh, Of course, most of us prefer that. 
But let's take advantage of this situation and let's connect with each other as often as possible. Um, so some of the things we're talking about is obviously this podcast. Uh, it's very fortuitous that we started this podcast when we did uh, because this can be a great weekly way for us to just touch base and, and have a conversation. Uh, we're talking about continuing to have a worship service. Again, if that needs to eventually be David uh, leading worship from his house and then it switches over to me and then to you, that maybe that's what we'll have to do. But we will continue to have a worship service. And then also, we really want to utilize these social media platforms that we have. I know some of you guys aren't on those as much, but I just encourage you at least for the next month to get on those. Um, so we want to just uh, use live videos. We want to use photos. Just continue the conversation. We're going to try to invite you guys into those conversations to ask questions, give your input. Uh, something stupid that we've decided to do, but I'm actually really excited what about. What is that? Uh, we've decided that David, Mark, and myself, we're not going to shave our beards until we meet again in person for sake. Does that mean we're going to start from scratch right now? Like, are we going to shave completely or are we just going to go from where we're at now and just like extra grizzly? I think we got to go from where we're at right now. Yeah. Nobody wants to see me fully shaven. It's, it's a weird. When was the last time you saw your chin? <laughs> it's, it's been at least <laughs> seven years. Seven years. Yes, if we get a hundred, a hundred listens on this podcast episode within yes. a week, then Adam and I will rock, paper, scissors. The loser has to shave. No, completely. I think we should keep the contest going all through. Then we see like, cause let's say it's two months until we meet in person. Then we'll, we'll see who's got the longest beard by the time we meet. Yeah. But we both got to start from scratch. I don't want to start from scratch. No, you don't. I don't either. <laughs> it's I haven't shaved since before I left to Japan. I had to, in order to get my worker's visa there, I had to take an ID card photo, but they didn't allow beards. Wow. So I had to completely shave for the first time since probably high school. Yeah, I don't want to see that. No offense. No one does. <laughs> Maybe right after we record this podcast, we take before pictures of all of us and put it on social media. Okay, we could do that. Okay. So that can be a fun thing. If you have any fun ideas or just how we can continue uh, to just, you know, be a community, let us know. We're totally open to that. Again, with technology, there's no reason we can't really, really double down. Right. And part of doing fun things like this is to insert joy back into people's lives. That's right. I mean, there's a lot of of room for anxiety and fear and isolation right now. But we want to try to be a place in a community that inspires hope and joy and doing something as silly as let's grow out our beards. I mean, like really what we're trying to do is to provide, you know, a way for people to yeah. connect and find joy and hope through community. That's a great point, man. And I was just, just talking to David, uh, it said something about, uh, I was just checking like sports, like NFL is doing trades and stuff. And that's something sports usually does for us, or maybe it's movies or TV, whatever it is for you. That just helps you lighten up a little bit. And so, yeah, that's just part of something we want to bring is to uh, bring a little joy a little more connection uh, in, in this time of life. And part of this, again, if you saw, of our, saw our Facebook Live worship service on Sunday. Which, by the way, was the first ever completely live, to my knowledge. Yep. Um, so dating back at least two and two and a half-ish years, the first completely live right. service. And our church is, what, 140 years old? Yeah. So you guys were a part of groundbreaking. Whoa. Was that the first ever completely live for Menlo Dot Church? Live online. We've had a few live in person. <laughs> Come on. Uh, 
But what? Yes, no. And the other thing, I saw this morning, over 600 people have viewed it, which is pretty awesome. Again, this is just a reminder that uh, we're going to double down. I also found it, and this is a little bit of confession time, I have a very hard time inviting people to church. Mm. Just pastor hat off, like Mark Mark person hat on. I have a very hard time, but I found it so easy to just send that link of, hey, can you you check this out? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great front door. It's great. So something we said on that, though, is just remembering that for us as Christ followers, there's always good news in the midst of anything. There's always gospel news. And uh, a part of this is uh, the good news of like, uh, we're not stopping as a community, uh, but also a part of the good news that we just want to talk about briefly today in our podcast. Podcast? Is it a podcast? I I don't think so. I hope not. Uh, In this time, whether this is three more weeks, a month, two months, uh, maybe life changes drastically. Who knows? We're in the unknown. We don't know what's next. But in this time, I think part of the good news for us as followers of Christ is we can use this time to to grow. Uh, you know, part of uh, one of my favorite things that Dallas Willard always says, or he said before he passed away, was uh, the most important thing you get out of this life is who you become. And we believe as Christ followers that Jesus is forming us. He was making us into his character that will keep this character for eternity. And so we're continuing to, to be molded um, and formed. And that happens in every circumstance. Uh, in fact, it usually happens most in bad circumstances. Yeah. So I'm curious as to how we can, I don't know, I, like where you're trying to take us and what you're trying to teach us is how, how can we use a time with so much uncertainty like, how can that translate into growth? Because yeah. a lot of us, our minds immediately went to, like, what's going to happen next? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Sure. It's There's no light at the end of the tunnel. Right. So how, how what should our perspective be on how yeah. we can use this time to grow? Yeah, and I think that is a normal response, first off. I think it's okay to just say, okay, that's normal. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having that response if you're anxious, if you're just curious what the purpose is behind this. But then for us to to flip that, to say, uh, okay, God, what can you teach me? What can you grow me in this time? And so I think what could be cool for us in the next weeks, months, is to occasionally talk about spiritual disciplines, uh, which is a fancy term that basically just means characteristics, uh, things that we uh, can be grown in through God, and uh, we can engage in them to be formed more in the character of Christ. And so there's many of these solitude, silence, uh, prayer, worship. Yep. And these are practices that have, they're not new. Totally. Yeah. These, these have been in the Christian tradition, uh, since scripture. Uh, and then, you know, yeah, as ancient as the church itself, ways that we can proactively become more like Jesus. Um, so these have been tried and tested and yeah, I mean, because we're still doing them today and the church still practices these these are things that have survived trials and survived times of uncertainty and that's right yeah that's awesome yeah so my encouragement to you guys as we dive into one of these spiritual disciplines again is just to look at this time of life as not a wasted time but this can be a time that you can be formed you can become better and uh so the spiritual discipline that we want to look at today is one that's a little less familiar, which I'm really excited about. I think it could apply to us right now. Uh, but it's a spiritual discipline of simplicity. Uh, you might not even 
have heard of that as a spiritual discipline. Uh, but here's a definition of it that I really like. Uh, simplicity is the inward reality of single-hearted focus upon God and his kingdom. So there's this inward reality, single-hearted focus upon God and his kingdom. Here's the second part, which results in an outward lifestyle of modesty, openness, and unpretentiousness, in which disciplines our hunger for status, glamour, and luxury. So uh, usually when we talk about simplicity in the spiritual context, we're usually talking about uh, money, wealth, uh, luxury, and that's not exactly what most of us will be dealing with in this time, but I do think it directly applies because what we're talking about is living in a way uh, where we can find our satisfaction, our contentment in little, uh, that we can find it in God alone and we can learn how to need less and less of numbing devices or uh, entertainment devices or things to consume us to uh, to keep our minds off of things. And so I've got a scripture here I'd love to read, sort of a guiding scripture for this discipline. Uh, it's, it comes in Philippians 4, uh, Philippians 4, verse 11 through 13, and it's really powerful. The Apostle Paul says this, he says, I know what it is to have little, uh, which this is all of us right now. Uh, like we literally can't get a lot of stuff right now, and I think that's good. I know what it is to have little, and then he says, I know what it is to have plenty. And again, for many of us, not all of us, but living in America, we know what it's like to have plenty in a lot of ways. And then the Apostle Paul says this, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need. And so essentially he's saying uh, that in any circumstance, whether I'm full, I've got everything externally that I need, or if externally I have less and less, uh, I know how to still have fullness, like an internal spiritual fullness. And that's what the spiritual discipline of simplicity can bring. Uh, so just curious, uh, how about for you? Like when you hear that, like what, what comes to your mind? What does that make you think of? It was immediately convicting because the first thing I want to do when it's like, okay, uh, we, we can't meet like we have to stay at home and work is okay. I'm just going to binge watch shows. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I'm going to be working though. Like my laptop's going to be open and I'm going to be on the couch and I'm, I'm at work. But I mean, there's going to be Netflix on in the background. And I think just because the first part of that, the first part of that statement starts with, with yourself and thinking mm. and trying to center yourself onto That's God, right. onto his promises, onto, onto that as a foundation. And I feel like at least it's it's a truth in my life where when i am feeling uncertain that's when i start you know reaching out for other things to comfort me right. you know binge watching shows yeah. just trying to numb out on whatever to to feel you know normal or to feel comforted yeah. because i don't want to press into the difficult things that i'm feeling or what god's really wanting to teach me during that time so i think even just starting with that of okay we kind of get a forced reset right now yeah. our yes. normal is completely yeah. is completely you know for for us many of us we're routine creatures we go to work we go to the yeah. gym we go home we cook we or we pick up food and that's what five days out of the week looks mm -hmm. like but now mm -hmm. we get a chance to reset and so how can we be mindful how can how can our reset 
reset us and our mindset and our our daily practices back onto okay what's important how can god still work and and teach me during this time and it's yeah it's just a a kind of an insertion like a hard stop on normality and now it's okay we get to define what we will have as normal at least for the next couple weeks dude that's so good that's a great way to look at it i hadn't really thought about like that but it's it reminds me uh in high school one time I lived in a small town in Oklahoma and uh, for at least one full day, maybe two days uh, out there, there was a big power outage, probably tornado because it was Oklahoma and those are just those flying like cows everywhere. Rainstorms. Yeah. <laughs> and we lost power and it was just at that time, it was just me and my two parents. And I remember uh, we had to go by candlelight for a while. It was cold. So we all slept by this fireplace in the living room. And I just remember those being amazing memories for us because uh, what ended up happening, we we had to stay in close proximity because we didn't have lights or anything. Uh, the heat was there. And so what do you do when you can't watch TV? Or at that time, smartphones weren't even a thing. But, uh, you know, all of the technologies and comforts we were used to in one moment, uh, those didn't even exist. And so what do we have to do? We start playing board games or we started talking, you know, as a teenager, that was something I was not used to. Uh, But uh, yeah, that forced us to engage in just awesome practices. And I think, dude, you nailed it. That's, that's how we can sort of change our perspective on the situation. Like we, we are given uh, a little bit of a gift in the midst of this, a lot of tragedy. I know too, of course. Um, But the gift for us can be, Oh, we have a hard reset. That was a great way to, to put it. Uh, we can develop ourselves. Uh, we can learn simplicity as we wake up in the morning and uh, we realize, oh, I don't have a commute to go to. So maybe I don't need to listen to a podcast this morning. Maybe I can sit in silence or maybe I can read uh, whatever our, our days look like. We can approach this as like, man, how can I learn how to be full with little how can I learn how to be content uh, without a lot of things? That is going to be so hard for a majority of us. Yes. Not like, me, but for you guys. Yeah. For me, <laughs> especially, for sure. No, for me too. Because so much of my day is trying to insert entertainment into what I'm doing. When I'm you know, driving to the gym in the morning, mm-hmm. I have a podcast on. Now, I justify that by, okay, I'm going to try to maybe do a Christian podcast in the morning. I got to start my day, you know, with that. If it's not worship music right off the bat, then it is a Christian podcast. Um, But then when I get to the gym, I don't know, that that could change to music or that could change to another kind of podcast. And then when I'm at work, music, podcast. And so it's going to be now that, you know, my my commute is from the bed to the couch or to the bed <laughs> to the home office. TMI, dude. You know? Well, I mean, that's the reality is that we're going to be comfortable-ish in our own homes. Yeah. And that's going to provide a lot of temptation itself to just immediately go into home mode mm-hmm. where, okay, office mark isn't there anymore. Now it's just, and now how do I create a new normal for, um, you know, trying either not to binge fully or if I don't think that's attainable, how can I, how can I binge, but do it mindfully? Yeah. 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 And I think part of the key for all of us is, uh, this is with every spiritual discipline is to 
to once you identify uh, some kind of barrier you have or some kind of feeling you're feeling internally is to dig deeper instead of running from that. And and so my encouragement for all of you who are listening is in this this time as we ex- experiment with simplicity. Uh, whenever you're feeling, um, maybe your feeling is like uh, uh, restlessness. <laughs> you're just sitting there like, I got to do something. I need my phone in my hand. I need this on. Um, I need to be somewhere. Instead of immediately going, satisfying that feeling, dig deeper. Uh, ask the question uh, in your soul. Ask God, what am I restless about? What am I feeling internally? What am I running from? What is this feeling? Uh, maybe it's a desire uh, to to hoard or have more things. Dig into that. Like, is that a um, a fear? Is that a comfort? What is that? You know, and maybe it's not bad. It's not bad or good. It's just like digging into where this is coming from. And so, some questions I would just um, encourage you to wrestle with as we all think about simplicity is uh, maybe one question is: What are the luxuries that I have in my life? that I think I need for contentment. So just think through those. What are the luxuries? Uh, we talked about binge. I think for both of us, we love like Netflix podcasts, all those kind of things. Like most of us do. Maybe that's one. Um, maybe it's uh, a certain kind of restaurants. Uh, maybe it's uh, something else, but just think of that. That's, that can be a question you wrestle with this week. Another question would be uh, how can uh, I learned to be content in nothingness. And uh, there's no, I've got no answer for you there. That's just something for you to wrestle with. How can you learn to find contentment there? And I'd, I'd even like to, to insert something as well to uh, preface these thoughts or these questions would be for a lot of us, this is going to be a time for us where we might not have the mindfulness to see what areas we are, you know, reaching mm. for things. Yeah. Yes. So uh, there was a really uh, fun exercise that I, that was recommended to me to try to eliminate distractions. And what this was, was any time it was when I was at my desk for emails. I don't love emails, but you got to do them. And so I had a piece of paper next to my desk. And any time that I would do something, have a physical response before I wrote that email. So what I mean is, okay, I got to respond to this email, but I'm going to check this first, but I'm going to look at my phone, but I'm going to do this. So I just had a running, running tally of what I did right before I checked my email. And it was constantly, I picked up my phone. Yeah. I was scrolling on Instagram. I went on YouTube. And so then I could see, okay, well, the trigger to, to not allow myself even to enter into this uncomfortableness of, oh, okay, okay, I got to get, you know, I got to do this is I would do these things. And so that really brought to mind, okay, when I get that urge to reach for my phone, that's a time where I need to press in and really become aware. Okay. No, in that moment, I, I can make a choice here and I could try to steer myself towards something better. That's so good. I mean, I, I, I think all of us can uh, attest to having that weird, uh, situation where you pick up your phone and you don't even realize why you did it. <laughs> it's just out of habit. It's just comfort, right? Uh, I love that, man. I love that. So, uh, as we as we head out to our weeks, as you as we just don't know what's next, and we're stuck in situations, uh, that's our encouragement for you is to think about simplicity. Uh, look at that scripture in Philippians four verse eleven. 
think about contentment in the in the middle of nothingness, having little, but also contentment while being full. And uh, we'll dig into that spiritual discipline together, and uh, and we'll continue this conversation. Mark, anything else you want to say before you? Yeah, we're going to try to partner with everyone as best we can. Again, we started this podcast by saying we're going to try to double down. And what we mean by that is we're really going to try to open up more lines of communication, more ways to stay connected during the week, uh, all utilizing technology. So that means, you know, this platform is this kind of more long form. Let's think through ideas and practices on our podcast. Uh, But it's also going to be live videos throughout the week. It's going to be directing people to social media, um, how we can all stay connected and, and in a way how we can all encourage each other during this time by engaging on those platforms. A lot of us, I mean, especially for half of the listeners here who are extroverts, we're going to be dying during this time. And so even just, you know, providing a way for people to talk to each other and meet virtually is going to save a lot of people because I know you can't experience that all and that's not your, not your thing. But for me, like that's going to be the, one of the hardest parts of this is, Oh, I'm dreading being at home because I don't get to see people or interact and so that's a great point. I think we can all commit to engaging in the best way possible uh, using these technologies. And we said this at the beginning, but let us know if you have ideas for this podcast. We have ideas for uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I know David Stolnecker is a big TikTok guy. Big so TikToker. <laughs> we, and that's actually his nickname in the office. We call him Big TikTok. Yep. <laughs> Uh, sorry. Uh, okay. So I had one last thought. Oh yes. Some of you have reached out and I really love that you have reached out and you've just said, how can we help our community? How can we help others? Uh, because most of our demographic is healthy, younger, not as risk at risk as much. And so just know as a church, we're, we're figuring out best systems for that. Um, because a lot of people have reached out. So we're trying to figure out what are some good systems we can put in place. Uh, But in the meantime, even before we have, whether it's a sign-up sheet or uh, any kind of system, I would encourage you to get on your Nextdoor app. Uh, That's something my neighborhood's using. You can just just post to people in your apartment complex or in your neighborhood and just say, hey, I'm a younger person. Let me know if you want me, if you need somebody to pick up groceries or something like that. That's a good way. Uh, you can even, I saw this example recently, uh, but you can go old school and I saw somebody just print out a little piece of paper and put it on the doors of uh, his neighbors. And it, it basically just has some info. It says, hey, if you are uh, self-quarantining, uh, this is my name. This is my number. If you need anything from me, just let me know. So those are just a couple of things you can immediately do. But again, just know as a church, as sake, we're trying to figure out, hopefully by the end of this week, of just ways we can help others around the community. We really want to model that and be leaders in our community for that. I mean, if, if you look at Jesus, he was always one to go towards the sick, to go towards yeah. the needy. Yeah. And so we want to try to act responsibly in, in our responses as, as well. We're not saying, you know, run into all the hospitals and go offer help, <laughs> yeah, sure. but how, what are some practical ways? And I think next door is one of those ways. We're also going to have uh, one of our, pastors on staff monty he's over care and recovery and a lot of our local missions team as well they're going to be working to figure out you know what local organizations can we help partner with whether that's you know virtually or whether that's you know in person 
yeah. adding relief to, you know, what's going on. So, yeah, it's great. It's great. All right. Well, we, uh, we're going to sign off now, but, but this is, uh, only the beginning. We're going to post some pictures soon of our beginning beard pictures <laughs> and, uh, that'll be fun and keep watching for us on social media. And then this Sunday we're, we're going to have a worship service again. Yeah. What are we thinking for this Sunday service? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. We are bringing in Keith Riley, who Ooh. is, uh, he has spoken before at Sank. And we're going to have another conversation. Again, we're going to keep it less sermon-like and more of a conversation. And we're going to go back to our series of spiritual, not religious. And we're going to talk about self-care, which is a common thing that is a value in our culture and for people that we consider themselves spiritual. And we're going to talk about what does self-care look like? I'm interested in that because immediately when I think of self-care, I think of extras, meaning facials. Yeah, massages, massages yeah. you know, treat yourself Crystals. type moments. Yeah, and so, yourself. and so in a time where those are clear mm-hmm. luxuries, mm-hmm. what does true self care mean? So good. Yep. Totally. I think this will be, this is a topic we were thinking about before all of this went down. And to your point, now we really get to think about what is true self care. Mm-hmm. And then from a, a Christ centered perspective, uh, what is the right boundary for us of self-care versus sacrificial love? So I think it'll be a great conversation. So that'll be great. And David's going to lead worship with a guitar in his voice. That'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be great. So we're excited for that. And we can hope that we can connect with you throughout the week this week with, with social media. We're going to be doing some live videos as well. And until then, David's going to hit us with that sweet, sweet outro music. All right, we'll see you guys later. Bye, everybody. Stay safe.